Okay. All right, here we go. All right, ladies, I see some of you coming in right now. Uh, good evening to you all. Thank you all so much for joining in with us for another month of conversation and prayer call. Uh, do me a favor and go ahead and share this with another sister that you know uh, could use some great encouragement on tonight, as well as some prayer with everything going on in our nation. I'm sure we all could use some prayer on tonight. And then also, if they're not able to chime in uh, by way of um, video conferencing, go ahead and give them the uh, dial-in number, they can also join in as well. And so just let me know that you can hear us okay. Go ahead and uh, throw up some hearts, like we like to say with BTFW, throw up some hearts of praise uh, on uh, tonight so that we can uh, make sure that everybody can hear us okay. And I'm so excited about our time tonight. Uh, with Pastor Wanda Martin. I thank God for her as well. And so we're going to just open up in a word of prayer and then we're going to turn it over um, into her hands. And um, I want you ladies to grab some tea, coffee, just get relaxed. Let everybody know in the house that nobody bothers me right now until this is over. And so this is my time, my me time, and we're just going to have a great time on this evening. All right. So Father, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We give you all the glory that is due your name. Father, we just ask you, Lord, first and foremost, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come together again and just uh, be able to conversate and just uh, unite as a community of women on tonight. Father, we Thank you, Lord. Father, we just ask you right now, God, that you would be in our midst on this evening. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. God, we thank you, God, for our guest on tonight, Pastor Wanda Martin. We just ask you, Lord, that you would uh, touch her, that you would word her mouth. God, allow the women to receive on tonight in the name of Jesus. God, we just ask you, Lord, that, um, that your name would be glorified in the midst of this. God, maybe some woman may be discouraged or just in need of just uh, some affirmation or whatever it is, Father, we just ask you, Lord, that by the time we end our time together on this evening, that they will walk away with encouragement of knowing, God, that they can go on a little bit further because they have a community of women that are backing them along with your spirit in the name of Jesus. And we give you free course on tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. It is so. Amen. 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 So listen, ladies, we're going to go ahead and uh, get started and I'm going to turn this time over uh, to Pastor Wanda. I want to say thank you again for just coming on and being with us virtually on tonight. I know when the time is right, we're going to have you come in person, um, well, offline, we should say, and just be <laughs> A group of women. I thank God for you. I thank God for your life. Um, and so ladies, let's welcome Pastor Wanda at this time. Remember what I said, go ahead and share this uh, with another lady on tonight. And I want to let you know that if any of you or if there is a lady that wanted to join in and she couldn't, we are recording on this evening. So we will have the playback available. All right. So here it is in your hands, Pastor Wanda. We're going to turn it right over to you. Uh, let me just... Um, Turn this over. Okay. And there we go. I am the host. Well, hey, 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 ladies. How are you? It is great to have you guys on this online Bible study. I am Unique Connect. 
uh, type event that you guys have been having. I've been hearing that it, you guys have been having a great time. So I am excited to hang out with you all tonight. I want to first thank Pastor Monica just for the opportunity to just to come and just to hang out with you ladies tonight. Yes. Um, I love hanging out with ladies because we love to do what we do. And that yes. is to have fun. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's going on out in this world with just the craziness that is going out in this world. I just think it is so important that um, I love what she's doing, how she's keeping you guys connected because it's so easy to get disconnected with yes. everything that's going on for people to isolate themselves or people mm -hmm. to, you know, just kind of go in their own corner. But just the fact that she's coming every Monday to connect with you guys and to make sure yes. you guys connect with each other. I think that is absolutely an awesome thing in the kingdom of God. So I want to thank yes. you just for even having me thank to connect you. with you all. Yes, God bless you. <laughs> I love her. We, we have kindred spirit. I can, I can yes. definitely tell that. Yes. <laughs> And so, ladies, um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to share. I was talking to um, Pastor Monica last week, I believe, last weekend, and she was just kind of sharing with me some of the things that you guys have been talking about and things that's been been shared on the Monday night's um, call or the Monday night's events or y'all session. And, you know, immediately while she was talking, the Lord put a word in my heart to share with you all. And so I kind of was going back and forth in light of everything that's been going on. But I said, you know what, God, you never make a mistake. <laughs> you know the people who's going to be on this call more than I do. You know, you know their hearts, you know where they are, you know their circumstance, you know their situation, you know, you know them by name. And so I'm just going to go with what I believe God put in my heart for you guys. And um, I have actually taught this word at our own church. I don't know if I did it for our women's ministry, but I did it for our Sunday uh, morning service. And sometimes I actually speak this word when I go out to travel. And so it's, a, it's an encouraging word, I hope, but it's also a challenging word. So I hope, for you, I hope that you ladies like to be challenged because I'm going to challenge you all. <laughs> but we know that if, you don't, if we're not challenged, that means we can't be changed. And so it's all about changing because we want to get better. We don't want to stay the same. We want to we um, be better. As a matter of fact, when this pandemic is over, I said, when I come out of this thing, I don't want to come out under. I want to come out over. I don't want to come out losing momentum. I want to come out gaining momentum. I don't want to come out with a disadvantage. I'm going to come out this thing with the advantage. And so, but that comes on the back end of us growing and making sure that we stay connected with each other because iron sharpens iron as one man would sharpen his friend. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to sharpen you guys. And so before we get started, I need you guys to do something. Now, Pastor Monica, let me ask you, am I able to see different individuals or I'm just able to see you? Because then this would determine whether I should do this. I wanted to make this an interactive type. Yes, so um, actually, um, well, on here, you're able, there's still women chiming in on, into the Zoom, but on okay. Facebook, we can actually see you. Um, I can actually, for those that are connected in Zoom, I can bring them to the camera. Do you want me to bring them on? Or is it? Yes. A, okay. So, so I'll be able to see them? Yes. Mm -hmm. So let's, okay. um, you know what, because it's on your end, you're going to have to allow them in. Okay, so what do I do? Because... Yeah. Go to security. Um, yes, so you want to see like um the like a video camera. Just take it. Just take it off of red. Just click it. Okay, there you go. Oh, so they can't see me, but I can see them. Um. Well, actually, hold on. Take or now take. Do the same thing for yourself as well. Take your um your mouse and just take yourself off of video. There you go. 
Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we got it. It's all good. <laughs> We're learning together. It's good. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, all, right. all right. So for those that are dialed in, no, you're not going to be able to see them. But for the ladies okay. uh, that are listening in or viewing from our Facebook group, yeah, they can definitely um, be able to interact and um, whatever you want me to do, I can help you out if you need me to. I can tell you what they what their responses are if you want. So what can they chat into you? So, so can they bring Yes, they can chat? do that. Absolutely. I have everything right here. They can chat into me. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So y'all going to chat into Pastor Monica. So we're going to do some work together. I All just right. want to make sure I'm not out here by myself. So we're going to do this together. Okay. And so are you are you ladies ready? Because what I want you guys to do, I want you to get a paper and a piece of pen. <laughs> okay. I want you to get a piece of paper. And I want you to get a pen. And I want you to write big as day, M-E, me. We talking about being connected and I am unique. So we're going to talk about ourselves tonight. Right, so if you can't it. get a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, and then you're going, to, you're going to take a piece of paper and just write me on it. Big as day. And so what's going to happen, if I say something that relates to you, what I want you to do is hold that piece of paper up to that screen so I can see who I'm talking to. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So we all about being transparent. I'm all about being transparent and authentic. Yes. I, yes. I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to save face or anything like that. I'm who I am and I'm, yes. I'm cool with it. And okay. so I'm hoping you guys are the same way. We're taking off our masks because we know that if it's not going to challenge you, it's not going to change you. And so yes. we want to be challenged so we can be changed. So I want you to get your piece of paper and then I want you to put me on it. Okay, I see some people. Hey, hey, Pauline. Hey, Diggins <laughs> uh, and that. I see some ladies. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so, um, all right. So you ladies ready? So I don't know if you can see any ladies on your end. Yes, um, I can. Yep, I have it. And they, they know to chat me for any. Okay, cool. Okay, so we are going to go ahead and get started. And I'm going to let me share my screen because we're going to, are going to follow along with my screen. So. All right. Now they can't see me any longer, huh? Um, no, they're actually on the side. I can see. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So here we go. This is the first scripture I wanted to start out with. Pastor Monica prayed, so I'm good with that. I just took yeah. that prayer and put it on my side. <laughs> so I'm good with it. So come on, let's hit the ground running. So this is right. the first scripture I want to talk, share, share with you guys tonight. And it's John chapter 10, verse 10. And it's the Amplified Version. And most of us, if not all of us, are very familiar with this scripture. But look what it says. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal, to kill, and to destroy but I've come that they may have and enjoy life and look at this and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Now, all of us pretty much know this scripture and according to that scripture, it says that the thief, the thief comes for three reasons. And we all know the three reasons. Three, one, the first reason is to steal. The second yes. reason is to do what? To kill. kill. Yes. And the third reason is to do what? Destroy. That's it is to destroy. Now, because of that, I want to talk to you all about something, ladies, that I believe that has been acting like a thief in our lives. And I believe it's been acting like a thief. Let me, let me take this off. Here we go. I believe this thing been acting like a thief in our churches. It's been acting like a thief in our families. It's been acting like a thief in our marriages. 
but also it's been acting like a thief in our country. You know, you, you know, with all the craziness that's going on, this thief that I'm going to talk about tonight, I believe is the underlying thief that's fueling everything that's going on um, in our country and in our nation, in our cities. But not only that, but this thief has also been acting like a thief in just pretty much all of our relationships, period. And so tonight, I want to talk to you about this thief because this thief is also, I call him a, a blessing blocker. Wow. It has a way of blocking your blessing. And I don't know about you. I'm not trying to have my blessings blocked. I'm trying to have my blessing released. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to have my blessings rocked so I can rock my own blessing. But I don't want them blocked. I want to rock my blessings and not have my blessings blocked. But not only that, but this, this thief, it hinders us, I believe, ladies, from being united. And it also hinders us from being connected. And that thief that I want to talk to you all about is this. It's called strife. Wow. I call it the blessing blocker. So we're going to talk about strife tonight because strife, I believe everything that we're seeing that's going on in our country, everything we're seeing going on in our nation, the underlying theme underneath all of that is pretty much this guy right here. It's strife. And so now there's several reasons why we need to talk about strife. And especially, number one, like I said, because of everything that's going on in our country and our nation, you know, all the craziness we're seeing, I believe that's one good reason why we need to talk about strife. But here's another reason. Because of this scripture right here, it says, and it's the Songs of Silence, as a matter of fact, it's the Passion Translation, and it says this, you must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that do what? That hinder our relationships. Do you wow. see that there? that are out there that's trying to hinder our relationships. Or in other words, there's foxes out there that's trying to keep us from being connected. And then it says, for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I planted within you. Now, understand, this is God talking. He said, listen, I planted a vineyard of love on the inside of you, and there are some foxes that's trying to destroy it. Now, he says, now, will you catch them, and will you remove them for me? For we will do this together. Now, I wanted to share that scripture because I wanted you guys to see that this scripture is really talking about how God has ordained relationships in our lives to reflect love. However, there are some foxes that's been showing up that's been trying to ruin our love relationships that we have within our families, our love relationship we have within our churches, our love relationship we have with other sisters. Look, our love relationship that we're supposed to have even with our own nation. You know, Philly is like the, the place of brotherly love, right? Yes, you look at yes. it, you would, you would not think that this is the place. Of, <laughs> you would not think that this is the place, place of brotherly love. They got to yes. send all, all kind of um, police officers, the military yes. out, the place yeah. called love. What, what happened? There's been some, some sly foxes that had crept in into our vineyard of love and they have hindered or they have destroyed us the ability to connect. And that's what I want to talk to you all about. This thing called strife, the one of the reasons why we need to talk about it because it's hindering us from connecting with one another. Wow. Here's, here's another scripture. Hosea chapter 4 chapter verse 6. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of what? For lack of knowledge, right? Now here in this scripture, God is saying that one of the main reasons that people are being destroyed, look, it's not because of the circumstance. Mm -hmm. They're not being destroyed because of the devil. I know we love to say, because the devil did it. The devil made me do it. Right. <laughs> They're right. not being destroyed because they don't have no money. They're not mm -hmm. even being destroyed because of what's going on right now. According to God, he said, my people are being destroyed because of what? 
Lack of knowledge. Because of lack of knowledge. So another thing, the thing God is saying, the thing that the one thing that's destroying my people is what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And I always like to say, what you don't know, it really can hurt you. It it's much you. like you know, if 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 I was to throw you out in the ocean, mm-hmm. look, it don't matter how much money you got. You know, what kind of job you work on, uh, what kind of education you have, it don't matter what kind of shape you're in. Look, if you lack knowledge on how to swim, that's right. That's right. None of those things matter. What matters, do you have the knowledge? Well, the same way it is with us, ladies. If we don't know what strife is, then we don't know how to resist it or we don't know how to guard against it. And what will happen? It's going to keep destroying our marriages. It's going to keep destroying our relationships. It's going to keep destroying our families. Look, it's going to keep destroying our churches. But even most importantly, it's going to keep destroying our nation. Do you guys see that? Yes. This strife this is it's, it's a slight fox that slid in there and it's hindering us from being connected and it's destroying our lives. It's trying to destroy our lives or it's trying to destroy our relationships. So that's mm-hmm. the first reason why we need to talk about it. Now, here's the second reason why we need to talk about strife. Because wherever strife is, the Bible says there's confusion and every evil work. So what am I saying? Look, the second reason why we need to talk about strife is because, I don't know if you guys realize this, strife is like a door. And it's it's really Satan's number one tool that he uses to get permission to come into our life. The moment you get into strife, you don't realize you open up the door for the enemy to come in. And look, he's not going to come in alone. He comes in with his posse, with every evil word and confusion. He's Listen, the devil, no, he can't just roll up in your life just like that. You have to open the door for the devil to come in. And the only way that you and I open the door for the enemy to come in is through this door called strife. As long as we keep that door called strife closed, confusion and evil work cannot come in our lives. But the moment we enter into strife, we have now opened the door for confusion. Look at this. The scripture said confusion. Somebody said in every evil word. Every evil word comes into your life the moment you open the door to this thing called strife. And I'm talking about from depression to Mm -hmm. sickness and disease to financial disaster. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't realize when it says every evil work, every evil work. I don't believe this evil work that we're seeing today, there was a door that was opened. For that officer to do what he did, you cannot tell me he was not already in a place of strife. Somewhere in his life, come on, y'all. Are y'all hearing me? Somewhere, the door was open, and the enemy used that door that gave him permission to come in to bring in confusion. Are we in mass confusion? Yes, we are. We're seeing mad confusion. And not only that, we're seeing every evil work. People mm-hmm. robbing, people stealing, people looting, people being killed, people not obeying authority. We're seeing every evil work. Why? Because somebody opened that door to strife. But wherever strife is, there is confusion. And there's also every evil work. So do you yes. see why we need, to, we need to talk about this? Because look, here's the thing. We need to close that door. And not only just in our country, not only in our nation, but some of us need to close that door in our lives because we're seeing confusion and every evil work show up because somewhere along the line, we open the door to, to this thing called strife. Now, this is what I want you guys to do. I'm going to talk about it. We're going to get, we're going to get into it. Um, now, here's the thing. When I talk about something that you know that's you, 
I want you to take your sign. I want that sign that says me. I want you to hold it up in the air and wave it like you just don't care. <laughs> if you know that's true, you just say, oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, okay, yeah, that's me. me. <laughs> I see some ladies holding up their signs already. So y'all practicing. Now, here's yes. the thing. Don't front. Uh, don't front. It's all about being real. We got to connect. Yes. Because we do things together. It's all I love about it. Yes. to strive I love it yes. every evil work to stay out because again the devil know he can't just come up in our lives we have yeah. to give him permission mm -hmm. what gives him permission when we enter in this thing called strife so you guys ready now let's get the bible says that you know my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge look my thing is let's go ahead and get some knowledge about what strife is so come on let's go ahead and start so what is strife pastor Wanda? you've been talking about it what is strife i'm glad you asked Strife is bitter conflict. Look at this bitter conflict or strong, nasty, or heated disagreement. Strife is bitter conflict, which is strong, nasty, or heated disagreement. Now, here's the thing, ladies. God don't mind you having conflict because sometimes there's a thing called healthy conflict. God don't mind you having conflict. Look, he just don't want it to turn bitter. He don't want it to turn nasty and he don't want it to become a heated disagreement. So in other words, look, God's saying, listen, if you're going to have conflict, listen, have conflict, but don't call people names. When you have conflict, look, don't cuss people out. When you have conflict, look, don't start fighting and going off. Oh, nobody ain't going to hold up their signs. <laughs> look, I need to let, okay, let me get my signs so y'all know that I'm, I'm in the boat with you guys. I need, let me just go ahead just to help you all out a little bit. Normally, the, the, the speaker got to be the one to break the ice. Here you go. Think of me, me right there. Look, he said, I don't mind you. I don't mind you having conflict. Look, just don't go there. When you're in, a, and when you're in disagreement, he said, listen, disagreement is going to happen. Everyone's different. Everybody's personality is different. But when you have the disagreement, look, don't let it take you there. So y'all know what I'm, okay, okay, thank you for your honesty. Don't let it take you there. Don't you shouldn't start calling people names or calling people out their names. Look, and that's what we see going on today, even with all the rioting and the protesting and different things of that nature. Now, I understand not everyone is doing it, but you see a lot of people that are doing it. But what is it? Listen, when you get into a bitter conflict, strong, nasty, or heated disagreement, hear me now. You have now entered or you have now opened the door to strike. See. Let me just share with you my business. See, I remember when we went, my husband and I, we took the kids, we went to, I, yeah, I like to tell my business, Pastor Monica, but it's, it's all good because I'm free like that. But my, my husband and I, one vacation, I, I believe it was two years it. ago. Maybe yeah. it was two years ago. We went to Florida. And, you know, I'm just, you know, we had, we had um, just checked into our resort. And so we needed some groceries. You know, you go to your Airbnb, your, 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 um, your resort, they have a kitchen. So you need to go out and get some groceries. So I told my husband, I said, Hey, babe, I'm going to go out to the store. I'm going to get some groceries so I can come back in so we can all eat. And so I go to the store, the grocery store, and I'm singing a praise of God, Pastor Monica. I'm enjoying myself in the Lord. Enjoying myself in the Lord, singing my praise and worship. I had my, my little earbuds on. And so I'm just enjoying myself. And I'm going through, I'm going through the market. I get all the items that I need and I put it in my cart. 
this is so, this is, this is so good. This is how the enemy works now that I'm just thinking about it. And so I'm in line. And so there's a Caucasian lady that is in front of me. And so, you know, obviously I'm just waiting for her to finish with the cashiers because I'm the next one um, up. And so um, when she was done, I move up now, it's my turn. And so what I like to do, I like to stand in front of my cart and take the items out of my cart and put it on a conveyor belt. I don't know who else is like me. So my cart is behind me. And so obviously I was taking a long time. And so the lady behind me, there was another lady, a Caucasian lady behind me. She said, will you hurry up and move your cart? Look, I forgot all about praise and worship that I was just singing. <laughs> all about praise. I forgot all about praise and worship. I mean, every, all of that went right out the door. She right. said, will you hurry up and move your cart? And I did, I moved my cart. <laughs> Listen. I got, I got up and I put my finger in her face. I said, now make me. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Y'all don't, don't judge the past. Don't, don't judge Listen, me, don't judge we will not me. judge you. I, I said, yes. very nasty. I, I actually, yes. and I did. And I, 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 look, and here's the thing. I was preaching this message for the first time on Sunday. I was about to preach. Oh, but you know the word comes in trying first. <laughs> and so I said, make me. And so obviously when I did that, um, she kind of backed down a little bit. And I looked at the, my cashier and she was just trembling because she didn't know what was going to happen. I said, we cool, we cool, you know. Um, and so I just went ahead and just, you know, and this, here's the thing. Instead of me now just moving along, I really took my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really started taking my time, taking my stuff out of the cart to put on the conveyor belt. Because in my mind, I'm like, now say something. And so here I am. So after the conclusion, you know, I paid for my order. The Holy Spirit said, you know, you was wrong. You need to go back to apologize. And so I went back. I left my car and I said, excuse me, ma'am. I said, I am so sorry. I said, please forgive me for the way that I responded to you. And she said, yeah, whatever. And I just smiled. On the, on the inside, I wasn't smiling, but I just right. smiled and I said, okay, I said, God bless you. Now, why did I share that? Just immediately, look, I went from going from singing praise and worship until I opened the door to mm-hmm. strife. Here strife. I am going yeah. through a bitter conflict with this lady because I didn't tell you everything I said, but I'm, mm-hmm. here I am going into a bitter conflict just for mm-hmm. the sake of time. That's why I can't tell you everything. No, but go ahead. <laughs> take your time. Go ahead. Go with so, it. I am I enter into strife because I enter into this bitter conflict or this bitter disagreement and some of y'all are probably saying look past I probably would have did the same thing but look I'm here I am about to teach the word but I need to know better but just like we need to know better not every time somebody says something to you that means you ought to respond to it because the devil know how to use people to get them to push your button because he knows, look, I may not look, somebody put, okay, y'all putting your signs up, I like it, I like it. <laughs> he knows the only way I can get in, sometimes I gotta use other people to oh, get you to open that door. You're not gonna open that door on your own, but if I can use somebody else to get you to open that door, I can come in and I can bring in confusion every evil work, and that's just in my life. But look, here's the thing. It happened also in the Bible. Do you realize the first conflict or bitter conflict, the first strife um, disagreement was found in Genesis? Let me show you what I'm talking about. Abraham was the first one who entered into, look, Abraham. Y'all know about um, how God yes, chose Abraham. Yes, Abraham entered into strife. You think that this is not in the Bible? It was first mentioned in the book of beginnings. This is mm-hmm. the first time strife was mentioned. Look what it says. 
It says, so old Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, Lot, his nephew, went with him. Now Abraham, or now Abram, was extremely rich in livestock and silver and in gold. But Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land that was not now the now the land was not able to support them or that is sustain all their grazing and their water needs while they lived near one another for their possessions were too great for them to stay together. Y'all know they had to have a lot of stuff. Can you oh, imagine yeah. you got so much stuff with you and your neighbor that you, your state can't even hold you all? But anyway, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. Then it goes on and says, now the, here it is. Now there was, look at that word, now there was strife and quarreling, or should I say a heated disagreement between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. Mm -hmm. So Abram said to Lot, look, please let there be no what? No strife or no disagreement between you and me, nor between your herdsmen and my herdsmen. And here's the reason why he said, look, let there be no strife because we're what? because we're relatives, or in other words, because we're family. Now, now here's, here's the story. This is, this is how it went down. Here, Abraham, Abraham and Lot, Abraham leaves, Lot goes with him, because of Lot hanging with him, how many know Lot gets a lot of stuff because Abraham has a lot of stuff. That's why I said it makes a difference who you roll with, but let me that's just keep it. going. Come on, that's good right there. <laughs> so, look, while they're in the, while they're in the land, Abraham, um, the people who fed Abraham animals, and the people who fed Lot's animal, they begin to argue with one another. And because they begin to argue with one another, Abraham and Lot begin to argue with, with each other. Now, had that ever happened to you? Two other people arguing, the next thing you know, you arguing with somebody else? <laughs> Look, I, I remember sometime my husband, Pastor Steve and I, we would counsel somebody about their disagreement, and then we go home, we fighting about it. <laughs> Wait, stay right there. <laughs> You want to say something? No, I said stay right there. That's a good one. It's the truth. Oh, oh absolutely. We argued. Look, it ain't our issue, yes. but it became our issue because it was their issue. We got Come into the now. disagreement over their disagreement. But that's what happened with Lot and Abram. Now here, Lot and Abram going after, and the disagreement wasn't even be- between them two. But either way, here Abraham goes to Lot. He says, listen, Lot. My nephew, look, let it not be no strife between me and you. And here's the reason why. He said, because we're family. Now, look, I just want to stop right there because if y'all, if y'all going to be honest, some of the most heated disagreement that you had was probably with your family member. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Look, I, look, I'll be lying if I tell you that wasn't me. Some of my most heated disagreement. Look, it wasn't on the outside. It wasn't with the people at the church. It was with my family members. And look, I'm, I'm telling you, the devil knows how to use our family members to get us to go there. Y'all ain't, ain't going to talk about it. <laughs> he knows how to use our family members to get us to, to go there. I'm, and look, and I find that it happens in these areas, in weddings and also funerals. It's like weddings and funerals have the way of bringing out the best in you. <laughs> oh, I love, I love y'all interaction. Or it has a way of bringing out the worst in you. And so, but that's, that's what happened with Abraham and Lot. They get into a disagreement and their family. But here, here's the thing. This is what Abraham did. To end the strife, this is what Abraham did. Abraham goes to Lot. In other words, Abraham takes the high road. Listen, what am I saying to you ladies? There's sometimes in order to end the strife, you got to be willing to take the high road. 
what Michelle Obama say when they when they go low, you go high. You got to yeah, that you're going to have to be you're going to have to be willing to take the high road. Look what Abraham said. The Bible says that Abram said to Lot, he said, "Listen, we're close relatives. We shouldn't be arguing, and our men shouldn't be fighting with one another." There is plenty of land for you, for you and I to choose from. In other words, he said, look, let's separate. Look, Lot, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you want to go to the right, I'll go to the left. Whatever we need to do, let's just separate. And I love that part. I'm going to stay right there for a second because here's the thing. Abraham knew how powerful strife was. And Abraham knew God had already told him, I'm going to make you to be a blessing to all the family of the earth be blessed. He couldn't afford to allow his blessing to be blocked by strife. Are y'all hearing me? And so what he does, he goes a lot and say, listen, let's just separate. And there are sometimes you're going to have to separate for some people who's always into, who's always trying to pull you into this thing called strife. Look, one thing I realized, strife is too expensive. And there are some people, they're just too expensive to be around. Look, they, they, they cost too much. There are some, <laughs> there are some people, there are some, some people, I love them, but they cost too much. They're too expensive because it's always drama. It's always strife with them. And my thing is, hey, when it's like that, I, I have to sometimes just separate, you know, separate myself from people. But I realized this. You separating people out of your life, you don't, it don't mean that you hate them. It just means I respect myself enough not to let you treat me like that. See, and there's sometimes you're going to have to separate, not because I don't like you, not because I, I hate you. It's just that I respect myself too much. And not only that, strife is too expensive and I can't afford it. <laughs> that's, one thing I, that's one thing I don't want to afford. And I don't want to afford no strife in my life. And that's what Abraham was saying. Abraham said, listen, Lot, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. What Abraham was really saying, look, whatever, whatever way you go, I'm going to still wind up blessed because I don't have strife in my life. And as long as I don't have strife in my life i'm always going to be blessed no matter which this which which direction you want to go in blessings will always flow in my life lot why so no matter which one you pick and if you read that scripture the bible says lot pick the biggest lot lot pick the biggest land then look first of all the blessing wasn't to lot anyway it was to abraham you would at least thought he would have said look Unc, i have all of this stuff because of you Look, you go ahead and take the, look, the Bible says Lot took the biggest land, but Abraham didn't care because Abraham know I'm just blessed like that. No matter where I go, the blessing of God's going to always show up in my life as long as I keep strife out of it. So you guys got that. Say no more strife. You know, when, when people come into your life, you almost got to treat them like easy off. You, you know how easy, you know how strong easy off is? You spray it and that and that that fumes get all in your ears. I mean, all in your eyes, all in your nose. It's so strong. You gotta walk away. Well, you gotta treat people like easy off. You gotta spray them and keep moving. So otherwise, say, hey, how you doing? And then just keep moving. <laughs> Some family members, you may just have to call them real quick. Hey, how you doing? Just kind of check on you. Hey, love you much. Okay, talk to you later soon. Bye. <laughs> and I'm just okay. I see some people putting their signs up. See, I just helped you out right there. You're gonna have to treat people. Some people are just easy off people. You're going to have to just spray them and just keep it moving. <laughs> but that's, that's what I wanted to bring out to you guys. You know, um, strife was even in the Bible. You have to be willing to take the high road sometime to resist strife because strife can be too expensive. So you guys got that? Here's another definition for strife. Clashing. Another definition of strife is clashing, meaning this is when you don't get along with others. 
So that means, ladies, when you don't get along with your husbands, or when you don't get along with your, your children, when you don't get along with people at church, when you don't get along with your parents, when you don't get along with your baby daddy, when you don't, when you don't, when you don't get along with, you know, when you don't get along with people, hear me, when you don't get, when you find yourself not being able to get along, you don't realize you have opened that door to strife. Another definition of strife meaning clashing. And here's the thing. God wants us to get along. Say, God wants me to get along. Let me prove it to you. Look at this scripture, Romans chapter 12, verse 17 to 19. Here's the message translation. Look what it says. Don't hit back. Now, I preached this at one other church. When they, when they read this first, when I read this first scripture, they all looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> they said, because if, if somebody hit me past or oh, I'm going to hit back. I know what the scripture just said, but I'm just going to stick with what the word said, y'all. Jesus said, as a matter of fact, Paul said, he said, listen, don't hit back. But look what he said. But discover beauty in everyone. He said, if you got it in you, get along with, somebody said, everybody. You know how they like to say everybody? <laughs> he said, you got, if you got it in you, get along with everybody. And then I love what it says. It says, don't insist on getting even. So you know what we have going on today? Because, because people insisting on getting even. There's a way to get even. But he said, listen, I want you to get along with everybody and don't insist on getting even. Look, look what God says after that. He said, look, I'll do that. That's not for you to do. I'll take care of that. And how many know God can take care of somebody a whole lot more um, than we can? God can handle somebody a whole lot um, better than we can. He said, I'll take care. I'll do that. Look at that for you. I'll take care of that. Jesus said, um, God said, look, I'm the one to, to judge it. I'll take care of the situation. So what is God saying? He said, listen, I want you to get along with everybody as much as is, is, that is on the inside of you. Get along with everybody. Now, you may say, well, Pastor Juan, I don't got it in me. I know it says if you got it in me, but God, Pastor Juan, I don't have it in me. But let me tell you something. <laughs> Cause I know I can hear y'all thoughts from over here. I know I'm all over here in Harleysville, Pennsylvania, but I just heard that in my spirit. I don't got, <laughs> I don't have it in me. Look, you got it in me. Listen, if you're born of God and you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, you got it in you. The Bible said the love of God has already been shed abroad your heart by the Holy Spirit. You got it in you. You now just have to exercise, but it's in you to get along with everybody. Look at this next scripture, Hebrews chapter 12. Look what it says. Work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never, you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. Look at this. The Bible says, work at getting along with each other. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, God knows that it's, a, it's not easy getting along because if so, he would have never said work at it. Am I right about it? The reason why God would tell us to work at it because he knows it's not something easy. But even though it's not something easy, it is doable but you just got to work at it. But that's, that's where we come in at. Most of us, we're not long suffering with people. We're not willing to, we're not willing to work at it. But here God is telling y'all, telling us, look, I haven't seen no signs go up y'all. We got to work. <laughs> we got to work at getting along with each other. That means you got to work at staying out of strife. Why? Because I'm telling you, the devil is on the other side banging really hard because he wants you to open that door, but don't do it. Work at, work at getting along so you can keep that door closed. You know, we had a situation here at my house, Pastor Monica, my next door neighbor. You know, one particular day, <clears throat> I was out walking my dog. Now, you know, we've been here now for about 14 years, and this happened a couple years ago. Um, so about 12 years now. Nice neighbor. We've always talked. 
always got along everything but this one particular day i'm walking my dog i had a uh, um a, uh, a poodle he wasn't a poodle but i had a dog and while i'm walking my dog my neighbor comes out and my, my neighbors are caucasian neighbor so my neighbor comes out and he begins to howl at me and so i'm thinking maybe the, his kids are out maybe he's talking to somebody else and so i said hey russ i said everything good and i said are you talking to me he said yeah i'm talking to you and I said, oh, I said, okay, um, what's going on? He said, I no longer want you to walk your dog in front of my house. Now look, it's a pavement that, that's public property, but he's now telling me, I no longer want you to walk your dog in front of my house. And I said, well, you know, did my dog poop on your grass? And I know he didn't because I always walk my little bag. I said, did my dog do something on your grass and forgot to pick it up? He said, no. I said, did my dog pee in your, your, your plants? And, and did your plants die? He said, no. I said, then what in the world? He said, I just don't want you walking in front of my, my house any longer. On Pastor Monica, pro public property. You can walk anywhere you want to on the pavement. And so I said, oh, okay. And so I turned around and go back home and get my husband. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I'll have to handle this. What God said, I'll take care of that for you. Right. I went home with a little G. I need you to take care of this for me. So my husband, my husband said, how did you get back home so fast? I said, oh, um, our neighbor told me I can't walk the dog in front of the house anymore. My husband said, what? He said, why did he, why did he say that? Did he give me a reason? No, he just said that he no longer wants me to do that. So my husband puts his shoes on. He said, okay. So there's three acres between me and our next and our neighbor. And he doesn't right. like for anybody to walk on his grass. He's very um, meticulous about his work. So right. instead of my husband walking on the pavement to go to his front door, he walks across on the grass. <laughs> he walks across on the grass. <laughs> and so he rings the doorbell. And so he comes to the door and he says, um, you know, yeah, what, what's up, Steve? And, and Pat Steven said, yeah, you told my wife she couldn't walk in front of your, your house anymore. He said, yeah. He said, I don't want him walking in front of my house anymore. And Pat Steven said, well, did something happen? He said, no, I just don't want her walking in front of my house. And so... Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Pat Steven. He's looking at me. He said, you know what, babe? He said, just for the sake of keeping peace. He said, don't walk in front of his house any longer. Just walk across the street to where you got to go. And on the inside, I'm like, no, I ain't walking across no street. Right. It's public. <laughs> right. It's public. Wow. But I'm saying, I'm, I'm like, okay. I said, okay. And so um, we, 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 you know, we left and my husband and I, we go home. And so he sits down and he's thinking, about five minutes later, he said, you know what? Mm, no, that don't sound right. Come on, we're going back over. You can walk anywhere you want to. I said, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I put my shoes on. I'm walking right across the grass with him. <laughs> so, we, he oh the door. so he opens the door. And my husband begins to say, he said, hey, he said, you, I know I told you that my wife was not going to walk in front of your house any long. He said, but you know what? Nah, that's not going to fly. She can right. walk wherever she this is this is public property he said oh he said so you you just going to do what you want to do he said as a matter of fact he said we are we're going to do what we want to do and walking right. on your pub, public property that is not a crime to do that he said but well, i don't want her walking he put his finger in my face he said i don't want her walking my husband really kind of he said first of all he said you're going to get your hand out my wife's face he said and then you're going to mm -hmm. turn, turn that, that that volume down a notch right my wife is going to walk wherever she wants to walk. This is public property. You cannot tell her she can't walk across. Absolutely. And so, you know, and he said, listen, he said, you're just mad because um, he wanted to say, you're just mad because Donald Trump is off. He wanted to pull in the Trump card and, and I'm white and 
we said, listen, we've been neighbors with you for over 10 years. We never had a problem. We said, we are pastors. We had right. Caucasian people at our church. This right. is not a color situation. You just right. can't tell us where to walk. He said, right. I don't give a damn blank, blank. And so we said, you know, we just want to end the conversation. We went back home. Now right. I'm talking about getting along. Right, you know, when absolutely. We had when we saw him the next, the, not too long after that, I went walking with my dog in front of the, in front of his house and he's coming out mm -hmm. to come to the, the way I'm walking at. And so I said, good morning. I said, good morning, Russ, how you doing? And he didn't say anything. And then I stopped, I said, good morning. I said, how you doing? Why did I do that? Because I got to work at getting along. Wow. I got to work at it. Mm -hmm. Everything on the inside of me said, don't do that. You know, mm -hmm. he don't deserve respect. But what did God say? we have to start doing what what is god saying who are you rather obey your flesh okay i appreciate you guys raising your little sign in the mm -hmm. air I appreciate because, because we got to work at it yes. god is requiring us to work at it now here's, yeah. here's another one. let's go to the next one so you got to work at getting along here's another mm -hmm. definition of strife being argumentative that means you fuss and argue about everything wow. i mean you fuss and argue on facebook you fussing and argue on the phone. You fuss and arguing. If you have your, if you go, your child is in a game. You fuss and argue with the referees. Look, they bring <laughs> your food out wrong. You fuss and arguing with the waiters or the waitress. Listen, you fuss and arguing about everything. Look, right. do you realize being argumentative is a way mm -hmm. of opening up the door to strife? Mm. As a matter of fact, look what Jesus said. In Luke chapter 10, he said, the master said, meaning Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're fussing far too much and you're getting yourself worked up over, over nothing. Look, ladies, some of us, we getting ourselves too worked up over stuff. Mm -hmm. We fussing about stuff and it's really not nothing. And you don't realize that you fu you're fussing is causing you to enter this thing called strife. Look, I made it in my mind, Pastor Monica, I got two sons. I made up in my mind, I'm, I'm going to stop getting worked up over them. If they want to wear Mitch Mac socks, I don't know what this thing now with the kids don't want to wear their socks and want to match. They want to wear Mitch, I used to, it used to frustrate me. You want to wear Mitch Mac socks, go ahead and wear Mitch Mac socks. You don't want to, you don't want to iron your clothes. You just want to get your clothes out the drawer and just wear them all wrinkled. <laughs> I see some people putting more signs up in there. Yeah, you 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 don't want you want to wear your clothes wrinkled. Look, you go here wear your clothes wrinkled. You don't want to eat breakfast. You don't want to eat dinner. Don't come downstairs later on in the middle of the night and ask me to make you something. Look, right. I, Monica, I had to stop getting myself worked up. You don't want right. to put the toilet seat down. Then fine, I put the toilet seat down. I'm not gonna keep getting worked up because you keep leaving the toilet. <laughs> because you keep leaving the toilet. I'm I'm okay, Pastor Monica. Yes, you are. Keep going. Help, help yourself. This is really good. Go ahead on. Yep. I, I said I'm not I'm worked up. Ladies, you got to stop getting your work. You get yourself worked up over your kids. You get yourself worked up over your husband. You get yourself worked up over the traffic who's driving slow. You are you getting yourself worked up too much and you don't realize that the devil is going to use somebody to get you to open that door to to strike. Look, he's trying to get you to argue because we fussing too much. But look what else the Bible says. 2 Timothy chapter 2, it says this. It says, God's servants. How many God's servants? You God's servants, just give me a yes. thumbs up. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we, we God's servant. Look what it says about God's servant. It says, God's servants must not be argumentative. Mm -hmm. If you're a servant of God, you and I, we ought not to be argumentative. But then look what it says. But a gentle listener and a teacher who keeps their cool. We got to start being women of God who knows how to keep our cool. We got to stop being argumentative. But here's the thing. We got to be gentle listeners. 
we have to be willing to listen. Sometimes if we listen to what somebody else, what else, someone else have to say, we won't be willing to argue with them because probably what they're saying is right. Mm -hmm. But we have to start learning how to keep our cool. I found this out. What triggers you is what controls you. Oh, wow. What triggers you is controls you. I mm -hmm. said, I'm going to stop allowing my kids to control me because they was mm -hmm. triggering me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop allowing certain things to, to trigger me because it started to control me and it was robbing me of my peace. Look, one of the best lessons you can learn in life is just remaining calm. Just master just staying calm. So you guys got that? And here's yes. one more. Here's another definition of strife. It's being debatable. Meaning very opinionated. So in other words, you're, cons you're consistently pushing people um, to, to agree with your point or your opinions, or you're trying to convince people that you're always right. Do you realize being debatable is another form of strife? In other words, you gotta win every argument. Okay, I, thank you. I appreciate you raising your, raising your sign. Look, I know, I know as ladies, sometimes we feel like we gotta get the last word. You don't realize, <laughs> you don't realize being debatable is another form of strife. I'm telling you, all these things that I'm talking about is stuff that we're seeing going on in our country now. Mm -hmm. being debatable, being argumentative, and what, what's happening. All these doors are opening, and we're seeing confusion and every evil word. Listen, there's some arguments you're just going to have to walk away from because it's not worth it. Yeah, you may have won the argument, but you lost the blessing. And I don't, I don't know about you, but it's not worth it. You have to be willing to let the argument go. And a good example of this is the Pharisees. They were notorious in wanting Jesus to get into a debate with them. Mark chapter 8, verse 11, it says, the Pharisees came out. And they began to argue contentiously and debate with him, meaning Jesus demanded from him a sign from heaven to test him because of their unbelief. And look, here the Pharisees trying to get um, Jesus in a debate, but he wouldn't do it. Why? Because he knows deba being debatable opens the door to strife and confusion every evil work and jesus said i'm not touching that as a matter of fact you know this you know the scripture, you know the, scripture. Mm -hmm. the bible said jesus walks away he doesn't even respond to it because he don't get involved in strife what am i saying there's some debate we need to start walking away from because it's not worth it and can i say this some people are not gonna let you get the last word anyway so it's a vicious cycle you think you're getting the last word, but somebody else, they're going to keep going and try to get the last word. It ain't even worth it. You can have the last word. Just give me my blessing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all I want. I just want my blessing. Here's another definition of strife, grudge holding. Just don't know how to let stuff go. We have to be willing to let stuff go. Look, as long as you stay mad at that person, what they did to you, what they said to you, ladies, you're blocking your blessing. You're blocking your blessing from getting to you. You just got to let it go. Here's another definition, easily agitated or irritable. So in other words, everything sets you off. You go to the movies and they sit behind you eating popcorn and that sets you off. <laughs> a, person driving a person driving slow in front of you, that sets you off. The way to mess up your order, it sets you off. A baby crying in church and you turn your neck around, that sets you off. Somebody just open a piece of peppermint you hear that crackling noise. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just sets you off. Mm -hmm. Listen, do you realize whenever you're easily agitated and irritable, you're opening yourself to walk into strife because you're going to say something because you're agitated or you're irritable. As a matter of fact, look what the Bible says. The love chapter says, love is not ill-mannered, selfish, and love is not irritable. Do you realize when, when, they, when they did things to Jesus, he didn't get irritated by it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? 
it's so much so now that you have people walking on eggshells around you because you're easily irritated or you mm -hmm. easily go off. Ladies, that shouldn't be. Yeah. As women of God, we should be able to, uh, to have self-control, whether the fruit of the spirits, where we're not easily irritated or, 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 um, or agitated. Mm -hmm. And so that's another definition of strife. We got to stop being easily irritable about stuff because when you allow those things to come in, you're opening the door for confusion, every evil work. And I love to say it like this, Pastor Monica, you know, the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit. When people bite into your life, what kind of fruit are they tasting? Are they tasting the fruit of the spirit or are they taking the, tasting the fruit of your flesh? We want them, when people bite into us, when people do something, what they taste from our lives is the fruit of the spirit. So they're going to taste love. They're going to taste gentleness, um, meekness, um, long suffering. What are people tasting when they bite into you? Or are they tasting the fruit of your flesh? But God wants them to taste the fruit of our spirit or the fruit of his spirit. So, okay, Pastor Juan, you said a lot. How to, how to overcome this strife? All right, we're bringing this to a close. How do I overcome this? Here's the thing. Ladies, you got to recognize who the real enemy is. If you're going to ever overcome this, you got to recognize who the real enemy is. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, this is who the real enemy is. Our fight, look at this, is not against people on earth. Look, your fight is not against flesh and blood. Do you realize, listen, your fight is not against your spouse. Your fight is not against your pastor. Your fight is not against your kids. Your fight is not against your parents or your siblings. Look, your fight is not against those people. Look what, look what the scripture says. It says we are really fighting against the rules and authorities and the powers of the, of the world's darkness. There's another spirit that we're really fighting against. We are fighting against the spiritual powers. Look at this, of evil that is where? In heavenly places. Do you guys see that? Yes. See, the reason why I want to bring that out to you also that you can see that the person that you're in strife with, you know, the person you're having a problem with, listen, there is a demonic force that has probably influenced them to talk to you like that or treat you like that. It's not really them. It is the, it was the demonic influence or the force that is behind them. Yeah, y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And because Look, and because of that, you got to stop taking it personal because you got to know in the spirit, this ain't really them. This is really a spirit that is influencing them to act like that. And when you can start seeing behind that, you'll stop taking it personal with that person. You'll be able to recognize right then and there, this, it's not them. It's not my spouse. It's not the kids. It's, look, it's not the man that's keeping me down. Look, there is an influence that's, that is behind this that is trying to get me to open the door. Are y'all saying that? Look, Jesus went through that. Look at this, Matthew chapter 16. Look what it says. It says, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples how he had to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, the chief priests, and the legal experts. And then it goes on to say, and that he had to be killed and raised on the third day. Look, then Peter took hold of Jesus, scolded him, and began to do what? Began to correct him. You see that yes. Jesus corrected Peter, correcting Jesus. Then it goes on to say, Scolding him, began to correct them. Then God, for, this is what Peter said. God forbid, Lord, this won't happen to you. But look what Jesus did. Now check this out. Now Jesus turns to Peter. Look, he talks, he looks at Peter, but he talks to Satan. He looks at Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. But wait a minute, but who said it? Peter said it, but who did Jesus deal with? 
spirit. dealt with the spirit that was influenced Peter to say, are y'all saying that? Yeah. He dealt with the spirit that influenced Peter to say that. Look, he talked to, he turned to Peter, but he talked to Satan. Look, yeah. you're going to have to turn to the person, but you got to talk to the spirit that's operating behind the person. Look, and now all of, and I'm telling, I'm not saying for you to, to do like Jesus. Look, get be behind me saying, you know, like Esther and Sanford's son. Get be behind me. Yes. I love it. Yes. Because your, your authority don't have to be loud. People with authority know how to operate authority quietly. Yes. See, just because you loud don't mean you have authority. Just because you loud don't mean you have power. Just because you loud don't mean that the devil's going to listen to you. When you know who you are, the devil knows who you are. Remember the seven sons of Sceva? Look, when the, 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 they try to cast the devil out, he said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? Listen, the devil knows who you are. You don't even have to say anything. You can come just, on, come on. You can just use your authority. Yes. You can just use your authority. Why am I saying that? Because the person that's coming up against you, it is not them. It is an influence, a, a demonic influence. It is a dark, a spirit of darkness that is influencing them to act like that. It happened to Peter. And Jesus dealt with it. Jesus never dealt with Peter. He dealt with the spirit that was influencing Peter. And he knew exactly who was behind that. And it was Satan himself. Hear me now. Hear me who's behind this strife. Somebody always want to get in an argument. Something they picking at you. They nabbing at you to, to start something. You trying to walk away. Look who's behind that. The enemy's behind that because he's trying to get you to open that door. All you have to do is just use your authority. Look what this scripture says. Luke chapter 10. It says, look, Jesus saying this to us. I have given you authority. Look at this. To crush snakes and scorpions underfoot. And I have also given you authority over, look at this, over all the power of the enemy, over all the power of the enemy, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. What am I saying? Listen, you don't have to, you don't have to submit to that spirit. Just use authority over it. Look, when I know I have authority, I don't have, to me, there's no argument. I know I have authority over my kids. When I tell them to do something, there ain't no argument. We didn't know argument when I got authority over you. I tell you what to do in the argument and in the conversation shut down. There is no argument. But that's how you got to be in the spirit. When I say something, there is no going back and forth. Oh, everything is shut down because I said it. Come on, y'all hearing me? Jesus didn't go back and forth with any kind of demonic force. Why? Because he knew his authority. When you know you have authority, just use your authority. Ain't no conversation going on when I know my authority. And the devil knows when you know your authority. When you know your authority, you can shut it down and just deal with it. Just take authority over it. And then look, the, the enemy will back down and behave. You just got to use your authority. So what, how do I overcome strife? Just use your authority. Stop going back and forth with that person. You can say it under your breath, devil, I take authority over this in the name of, you can just walk away. I take authority over this in the name of Jesus. You will not, you will not get me to pull me into that atmosphere. You will not get me to walk out of love. You will not get me to cuss you out. You will not get me to reach for this pen. You will not get me. You, 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 you're not going to get me to go there. I have authority over you. You don't have authority. Whatever triggers you, it controls you. Devil, I'm not going to allow you to, tr to trigger me because I've been given authority to control your ability and your power. So that's the first way to deal with strife. And then here's the last way, and then we out. The last way to deal with strife is this. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. It says, hatred starts strife. But look at this. But look what love does. But love pulls a quilt 
over the bickering. Hatred will start strife, but when you act in love, it has a way of pulling. It's my little quilt. And I, I love it. Look, it has a way of pulling a quilt over it. What am I saying? To avoid getting out of strife, you have to be willing to pull the quilt over some things. If you're going to get out of strife, if you're going to stay out of strife, people are going to say something. People are going to do things to you. But you got to take your quilt of love and say, you know what? I'm going to pull the quilt over that one. Listen, it's hard to retaliate over something you don't see. When I pull the quilt over something, how many know I can't see this anymore? I can't retaliate over something I don't see any longer. You know why we keep retaliating or we feel like we got to get even and we go back and forth? Because we're not pulling the quilt over it. Hatred starts strife, but love knows how to pull the quilt over it. The reason why we can't stay out of strife with our spouse or with our kids, or with our neighbors or with each other is because we refuse to pull the quilt over it. Let me tell you something, people are not perfect. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to mess up. People are going to do things that you may not like. People are going to say things that you may not appreciate. But a lot of times, or let me tell you, we got to be the bigger person. We're going to have to take the high road and just be willing to pull the, pull, pull the quill over it. And I guarantee you, the, the, the more you be willing to pull the quill over it, the, the less likely you'll enter in strife. And I just want to say this part. It's almost like what, what, and I was just reading this, it was like what Stephen did when they were stoning Stephen. The Bible says while they were stoning him to death, he looked up to Jesus and he said, don't charge this to their account. What did Stephen do? He pulled the quilt over it. Jesus did the same thing when he was on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Y'all know all the things they did to Jesus. They beat him. They whipped him. They pulled his beard. They, they stuck nails in his hands and in his feet. With all of that, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Look, the people that's doing things to you and saying things to you that you don't like, they don't know what they're doing. Now, I know you right there. Y'all say, yes, they do, Pastor. They know exactly what they're doing. I know. I just heard it right now. They know exactly what they <laughs> They know exactly what they're doing. But listen, if they knew the position, how heaven looks at it, they don't know what they're doing. So what am I saying? Pull the quilt over it. As long as you keep not pulling the quilt over it, it's going to pull you into this place of strife. And that's all Jesus is saying to do. Just pull the quilt over it. Listen, I believe the reason why Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do because he knew this one thing. I can't go to heaven being mad at somebody. Hear me, ladies, you can't go to heaven being mad at somebody. You got to be willing to pull the quilt over it and you got to be willing to let it go. I believe that we would not be seeing a lot of things that we're seeing now and we have people who's willing to pull the quilt over it. As a matter of fact, and I'm not saying that um, there should not be any consequences to people's actions. No, that's not what I'm saying. Please don't misunderstand me. But what I am saying, that you're not going to hold it to their charge. So much so that it pulls you out of who God called you to be. Now, this is what happens when you're willing to pull the quit over it. Last scripture, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. It says, foolish people are always getting into quarrels or always getting into strife. But look at this. But avoiding quarrels or avoiding strife will always bring you honor. When you make the decision to stay out of strife by pulling the quill over, look, God said, I honor you. 
And it's a good thing to be honored by God. What will cause God to honor me? When I know I'm being treated wrong, when I know I'm being talked to wrong, but I'm still looking to pull the quilt over. Because here's the thing. I only live with one audience. I have an audience of one and that's him. No one else may, never, no one else may not see what I do, but he sees everything. And so I'm willing to pull the quilt over it. And so with that being said, come on, ladies, make this confession of faith with me. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to resist the blessing blocker called strife. And I'm going to have to move this because I can't see the, the whole thing. Oh, when I realize when I get into strife, it opens the door for confusion and every evil work to come into my life. I don't want that to happen. I want to be honored by you. So help me, Father, and supply me with your grace to pull the quilt over every wrong that is done by walking in love and letting things go. Help me, Father, to see the entrance of strife long before it affects my home, it affects my family, it affects my life, it affects my church and my community. So today, so tonight, I make a quality decision to stay out of strife. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor Wanda. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to talk after that. I, can you hear me? I can hear you, yes ma'am. Okay. Uh, I am so thankful for this word tonight. And to be very honest with you, I actually encountered something a little earlier today. And so um, I probably didn't respond like I needed to respond with the whole situation. But after tonight's word, I definitely uh, know how to go forward starting tomorrow uh, dealing with this individual. So I'm so grateful uh, for you on tonight. And I'm sure the ladies are as well. Um, and, uh, one thing that really, well, it's a lot that stuck out to me, but I, what I will say is, is that what triggers you will control you. And I Definitely, that was really an eye-opener, um, I believe, not only for me, but for a number of women on this evening. And so, and I thank you for showing us, not just talking about the strife, but also teaching us um, how to go forward when dealing with strife. So I'm so excited and thankful for you on tonight. And um, I would like to know um, how the ladies can um, stay connected with you. Um, I would like to sew into you on this evening. I know that you did not ask for that or anything, but I just, after this word, I want to sew. So please tell us how we can sew um, back into your ministry. And um, also sometimes we get questions after the fact. So, you know, after it's over, so if you don't mind, I would love to be able, just in case if we, somebody comes back to hear the replay, they can definitely, um, you know, we can ask you the question. So, yeah. So how would, how would you like to stay in contact with me after this is over? Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. um, they can, they can email me, pastorwanda at hgim.org. Okay. Pastorwanda at H as in Harry, G as in girl, I as in ice cream, M as in Mary, H-G-I-M dot org. Okay. Um, 
they can they I'm on Facebook under Wanda okay. David Martin. You know, mm-hmm. they can inbox me. Yes. Um and also I'm on Instagram as well. So okay. those are three ways you can contact me. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And um, again, I would like to give the ladies an option to sew on tonight. Um, okay. How can we do that if they... Um, I don't know. I, ha- I have cash app. Um, I wasn't okay. prepared for <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. I know. So just give us your cash app. What, what is your... Okay. Cash app? It's um, the dollar sign. Okay. Woke, woke one. Like you woke up. Okay. W-O-K-E, W-O-K-E, and the number one. Okay, awesome. All right, we got it. Okay, thank you so much once again. And ladies, um, I thank y'all so much. And you know what? When we are finished with tonight, I want to encourage you all to go back. And um, I know I took a lot of notes. I couldn't write fast enough or type fast enough. So I'm definitely going to listen to the replay. But I encourage you all to allow this word to just kind of a marinate, you know, um, don't just, okay, she's talking about strife, but allow it to marinate. Don't push it off to your neighbor because you may not need it tonight, but rest assured, we as women, we wear many hats, so I'm sure that we're going to have to, we're going to deal with some type of strife, uh, maybe not now, but in the future. So, um, but thank y'all again, and we are going to be back together again on next month, the last Monday um, in, no, the first Monday in July. Um, so thank you all so much once again. And Pastor Wanda already uh, prayed the prayer of confession. But um, are there any other words um, that you would like to say to us on tonight, Pastor Wanda? No, just stay out of strife. You know, yes. and I think you said, Pastor Monica, when you hear the word, it's going to be tested. It's going to be tested. And yes. so because um, the devil comes, the Bible talks about how the devil comes for the word that was sown in your heart. And so it won't take root. But let the devil know he is a liar. That this yes. word that I heard, it's, it was sown into good ground. So I'm going to bring forth a bountiful harvest. Yes. I'm going to work really hard to get along mm-hmm. with others and to stay yes. on strike. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, ladies, thank you all again. And uh, to all of our guests on tonight as well, thank you, BTFW. Thank you all. I love you all. Thank Have you a Yes, have a safe and um, just stay safe, everybody. All right. I love you all. Have a great one. Thank you, HGI ladies. I love you guys. <laughs> okay, you're going to just um, end it on your end, I think. Yeah. Okay. Just to end me and for all. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. There you okay. go. Thank you so Thank much. You. I love you so much. We got. I love together. you too. We'll be in contact. Okay. All right. Have a great night.